$2 late fee, you have one new message. Dak and Dustin, this is Ace Hunter. The good guys always win, even in the 80s. Before there was IMDB.com, there was Zach and Dustin. You know those guys who think they know everything about a movie without having to go on the internet to look it up? That's us, but maybe only for the years 1981 through mid-1989. No, I'd say late 1978 through early 1992. <laughs> Either way, we know movies. And even more specifically, we know soundtracks from those movies. Yeah. This is $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. This is the podcast where we pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it still holds up today. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Thanks for listening. On to the show. you a serious question? No, man. I told you my New Year's resolution for 2022 was for you to only ask me non-serious questions. And now that we're in 2022, I'm sorry, but you have to ask me stuff about my um, my butt. Okay. Well, this kind of this kind of clicks. Okay. Good. This kind of connects okay. to it. Um, when a person doesn't have less on, what do they have? Ah, oh, you're a moron. <laughs> or I say moron and then you go exactly exactly <laughs> it's a good line it's a good line oh what a great line it's a good line um hey this is our uh season three premiere holy episode. bananas I'm not really dressed the, appropriately I I mean um, I'm wearing a I'm wearing a bathrobe I forgot and, and I told you that I was at Taco Bell having diarrhea and when you asked me if uh if it was time to record and I uh, of course, I was making a joke because the last time I was in Taco Bell was 75 years ago. But but <laughs> it is not. Yeah, it's a new year. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. And yeah. it's a new yeah. season. And this season is, is I, I, I know it's going to be our best season ever uh, for a lot of reasons. And because three is a magic number. Three, is it? Yeah. That's well, the song? I think. But I, I like it. I like number three. One, like the number one three. is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. Two can be as sad as one, but it's not as lonely as the number one. And then three is the magic number. No, three is a, a sad experience. Mm. In, in the in like the a, song, like a third wheel or something. Yeah. Three is a sad experience. You'll never know something. I don't know. But we're not talking about we're not talking that about that song or Magnolia. Where does uh where does Magnolia rank? You so you love Boogie Nights and then Magnolia is number two. Oh, with Paul Thomas Anderson mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my number two 
of Paul Thomas Anderson yeah. movies for, and I love that movie. I was going through a real interesting relationship time with that mm, uh, during that time. Interesting, yeah. Relationship time. And so I, I yeah, really yeah. related to the lyrics, the Amy Mann songs. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Oh, what an emotional movie! Love that movie. Yeah, and the frogs. But, the frogs are very emotional. Yeah, for the longest time, I was going Boogie Nights. Magnolia, then Hard Eight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love Hard Eight. Well, you haven't seen uh, Licorice Pizza yet, have you? I have not. I want to. Well, I, I can bring that one over because I got that one. Okay, bring cool. it over to your to your home. Thanks. I haven't watched it yet either. But uh, anyway, what are we talking about today? I don't know. What, what day is it? We're talking about the season three premiere, and we're I I feel like we're shooting out of the gate with. A movie that we is very near and dear to our hearts to this show. Mm-hmm, Talking about mm-hmm. 1982's Megaforce. Right, right. And it's very near and dear. Uh, why? Why is it near and dear? <laughs> well, in season one of our podcast, when we first started back in the day, we kind of had a catchphrase at the end, like, we'll catch you in the flip side. And that was fun. That seemed to be catchy. You liked it. I liked it. It worked, and then I liked I it. Feel fine. Like I was, you know, I was like, "Yeah, this is fine. This is it's fine." It's fine, but then, then something clicked. I don't know if if yeah. it was you or me or whatever the universe. Um, but then we decided to start using Ace Hunter's tagline at the end of Megaforce. Ace Hunter, played by Barry Bostwick, our upcoming interview, by the way, in two weeks. Um, of course, it is the good guys always win, even in the eighties, right? Hey, Duke. Oh, listen. Hey, Duke. I just wanted to say goodbye and remind you. (laughs) Oh, my God. Henry Silva, by the way, who plays Guerrero, uh, quite possibly his funniest role he's ever had. Henry Silva, like, you know him from Above the Law Mm -hmm. as being so evil and villainous in that movie. Great villain, by the way. He is. Yeah. And he's a villain in this, but it's like a comical villain. He is. You know what my favorite Henry Silva role is of all time? Uh, Alan Quartermain in The Lost City of Gold? No. That's a good guess, though. Uh, I think he's in that. It's it's Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai. Oh, Ghost Dog is great. Jim Jarmusch? Yes, and he is just like... Great movie. They just use his (laughs) face so well. (laughs) Just like I'm an angry gangster. Yeah, he is. He is, yeah, like devilish. And he's, by the way, the dude is like 90 years old now. I think. Um, right. He's been making movies forever. He may be older. You think so? Are you or looking you, it up? Right I'm now? not looking it up, but I, I know I just do things by feel. I feel <laughs> like he's 92. Well, he was born in 1928. Okay, so. So that would make him uh, 92 90... this year? Yeah. Nope. Wait. <laughs> Eight minus six. Ninety-four. Ninety-four. He'll be ninety-four. Lordy. Wait, did right? he just have a birthday? I feel like you just posted something in, about him. In September he had a birthday. He had a yeah. birthday, all right. Yeah. Um I, I made a beautiful collage for the man. He's ninety-three right um, now. Amazing. Yes. I'm sure he did not see it. No. Um, 
I mean, he he the guy the guy has been in a lot of fun movies. Um, do you? But I don't know. Oh, I was gonna ask if do you ever feel like because uh, okay, so hardcore listeners of the show, hardcore listeners of the hardcore listeners, hardcore. I guess I don't know if you can be a hardcore follower of our Instagram page, but like those that have frequented our Instagram page know that every morning you make these wonderful birthday collages, which are really like these tributes to these to these uh, celebrities. And, um, you know, do you ever feel like, because you do it for people who clearly are not on Instagram, uh, yeah. I would say majority are not. Um, True. Because they're older or they just, whatever, they're te- not technologically savvy. Um, do you ever feel like, oh man, this is a bummer because I would really like it if Henry Silva like, looked, saw this? Yeah, I do actually, because there are times when a person that we acknowledge uh, or, or a person that we kind of pay tribute to acknowledges what we did and yeah. they're blown away. Um, like randomly Howie Mandel one time, he was like, wow, this is great. And yeah. As everyone knows that listens to the show that follows us on Instagram, uh, we, we are huge fans of movies, of cinema, of these actors, the directors, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's our way of like just saying, these are the movies we love them in. Um, but yeah, it is a bummer if they don't see it. And if they do, I know it means the world to them. Uh, certain if they end up being on our show, I can tell you for, you know, uh, Richard Norton. Who while we're recording this, we're actually recording this on Richard Norton's oh, birthday. Oh man, happy and, birthday, Richard! You've yeah. never listened to the show, but I, but I love you either way. And it, if you haven't listened to our interview with Richard, you should go in the Wayback Machine and check that one out. I think that was our first or second interview we ever did for the show. Um, but you know, he, he reposted all the collages we did and, uh, and people are like, wow, these are really cool. And I'm like, are you going to acknowledge where you got these? Right, from? right, right. He didn't give us a, <laughs> give you any credit. Nope. He didn't. Uh, it's okay. He it's, stayed in my house. So it's, it's funny, uh, but yes, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, there's been some good ones. Hey, who was it recently? Who is it this week that you said happy birthday to? And, and she was like, thanks. By the way, I'm actually this year, this old. Well, it's funny you bring that up because uh, <laughs> I've got, I kind of want to talk about the IMDb Wikipedia uh, debacles on certain things yeah. because, um, yeah, Kelly Maroney who is known to many cult film fans uh, being in uh, Night of the Comet and Fast Times at Ridgemont High and Chopping Mall um, and Zero Boys. That's a fun little oh, yeah, cult yeah. flick. Uh, anyways, she she very nice person, but I posted her birthday and I got her age wrong um, because on Wikipedia, it says one thing, but on IMDb, it says another. And she um, kind of politely corrected me privately on our page and and then followed up with many thanks after that i think she felt guilty after that's what that's the vibe right like she was like by the way a lady doesn't like when you write her age just saying but uh but thank you again but thank you either way (laughs) i Uh, and and, you know joyce heiser joyce heiser who's a friend of the show uh, she's like, oh, thanks for reminding me how old I am. Mm, but mm. she did it in a tongue-in-cheek way, like, you know, right. whatever. It's all good. Right. I think, I mean, 
whatever. I took her age off the thing and made it. I'm sure that made her so happy. You know, I'm women sure that women don't day. like it, uh, which I understand. Uh, I think I've, actors, performers don't like it, right? Because there's there is an ism in our in, in our uh, business. There is still. an is there is an ism there is an ism and there is uh, you know I think men care less just because they're stupider. Um, you know, or, or they don't have to deal with the right. Uh, they don't deal with the ageism, and they and they're just yep. less aware and, um, in general, and just you know, they're happy to have conquered another year or whatever. But uh, uh, Megaforce, huh? Nineteen eighty-two, <laughs> awesome. Well, well, I think it's like I said, it's only fitting that we do this movie because of the love we have of that particular tagline. Um, and you know, today on the show, we're going to talk about the movie. We're going to talk about the song, the Megaforce song by 707. Dun, dun, and then we'll talk about dun, some dun. notable moments in 82, but we'll get to all that later. Um, Megaforce. Megaforce. It's fun what, to say. What, it's how, fun to do. How far back does this movie go for you? Like, did you see it when it first came out or do you have a connection? With no, it? I was late to later to it. Um, uh, later to it. I feel like there was a resurgence um, when Team America came out. Uh, the uh, Yeah, I didn't know that they were, that uh, Trey and... Uh, yeah, their names? very... Trey and Matt. Trey and Matt. Trey, Trey Parker yeah. and Matt Stone. The South Park <laughs> They dudes. were big fans. Right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, and you can see that if you watch Team America, you're like, oh, uh, a movie about an international um, space... Not 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 space, international uh, alliance, uh, a force uh, of good. Whenever there's trouble, you call Megaforce. They're an international um, compilation in this fictional fictional world. Um, yeah, which you know looks a lot like Earth, but you know, With is puppets. it? Is it? Uh, well, well, well. Team America, right? But <laughs> I just mean Megaforce in general. Oh um, yeah, but uh, it's Nevada, you I know. Mean. So <laughs> when was Team America? Yeah, so like that was kind of like I was like right, 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 right. But Megaforce has always kind of been around for me. Um, it's always been, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of just bad movies. Um, I I enjoy bad movies. I enjoy, um, you know, kind of breaking it down, and I feel like. Megaforce is one of those movies. It gets it gets a a, a bad rap, kind of for yeah. its campiness and all this other stuff. Um, and I know like no, like a lot of like bad movie podcasts have covered it. I know that it got like a riff tracks uh, treatment, the the mystery science theater treatment on it, mystery science theater three thousand. Um, you know, and it's like to me, it's just kind of separate from all of that. Um, I agree. It, you I know, agree. it really is. Uh, and I think the appreciation that I have for it now is the most appreciation I've ever had for it. Um, same. Yeah. Same. I, yeah. I was more um, dismissive of it and just like, this is stupid and dumb and, um, <laughs> you know, but it's, but it's not, it's fun. You know, it's, I, I mean, I know we're going to get into it, but I, I feel like it's just one of these movies that re- having rewatched it now within the past month, I did catch myself being like, I don't really know what's going on and I don't okay. really know. It feels like nothing's happening. And even when things are like blowing up, you're like, what, what's blowing up? Like, why are they blowing this up? <laughs> There's clearly no one here. 
Like it's a deserted base. Why, you know, so there's just a lot of those moments where I feel like we could have lost this. Like it could be a 40 minute movie and it would be perfect to me. That's just I, I was, was going to say that that is probably my only complaint in 2022 about this movie is that there's moments that need to be trimmed. Uh, I think the, the, the campiness is so perfect for rate, especially right now. Yeah. Something silly and light and everybody seems to be having such a great time. I mean, the hero and the villain are like buddies. They're buddies. Yet they're the but yet they're at they're rivals at the same time. The only one who's like a sourpuss in the whole thing is the uh, British general, um, played by uh, Edward Mulhair. Mm-hmm. He plays uh, General White, right? And from Knight Rider, Michael Knight's boss, right? Hello. I mean, Michael. that's what we know mostly yeah. for. Uh, he's the only one who's kind of in a crabby mood through this whole thing, and. I watched it the day that we recorded it today. Uh, I mean, this movie goes way back for me. I had the, I remember seeing the ads in the comic books back in the day. Mm-hmm. I had the toys. Uh, you lost I had the your video virginity game. to this movie. Right? <laughs> lost my virginity to seven oh seven. What's were... this song? Yeah. Can you put on? You're five. Can... What are you? <laughs> I know. I was oh, six at the time. I, I was six when this movie came out. Uh, I yeah, actually think one. I'm pretty sure I saw this movie in the theater when it came out. Um, I'm pretty sure I have to double that check with my mom. That seems weird. No, it's I PG. mean, not for you, I guess. No, this movie was totally promoted as a kid's it movie. It is. Is it weird to you that, like, how, you know, nowadays, right, like how parents are, and just the, all the parent societies and, and whatever, doctor organizations, medicals are like, you know, uh, kids should not be looking at screens uh, uh, ever. But meanwhile, like you were yeah. like born in front of a screen, even before screens existed. I feel like you were right. Yeah. Like you, you've seen everything you like. Do you feel like, you know, like the sense of that you were you were too screened out? Do you feel like what, what would my life be like if I had had less screen time? Do you think that that's that 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 there's any merit to that? The screenness is just for babies. Talk to me. on your thoughts (laughs) talk to me dr ruth um yeah i I don't i don't think so i i think uh my my imagination actually was enhanced by everything that i saw on tv because i would go off and do my own thing um was it did it have more of a violent tinge to it because i watched like r-rated movies when i was you know eight years Mm -hmm. old possibly uh i think it's also what the kids are watching like, I think uh, being tied to a phone, you know, we, you and I didn't grow up in the, that cell phone generation. No. Where, it's probably where a all you did was look down. It was, it was way more passive in that way. Uh, it, it's more passive now, you know, but back then you had to get, getting up and even getting up to change the channel, right? I think, I think that took, I think that detached things a little bit. Um, I had that. I had that. The the, the box with the, yeah. psh, psh, you know, with the. <laughs> yeah, it made the sound. Click, 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 <laughs> click, and then you like you move the dial up. I oh, dude! I, I took yeah. pliers and, and and fixed pliers in the back of the TV and made a rigged antenna. Oh, nice! I got. I made an antenna. Nice. I was so thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I. I, I 
I don't think it really messed with me that way. And, and to the point where like Bodhi uh, and I and, and Kristen, like we watch a movie, especially during the pandemic, almost every night um, or some sort of TV program almost every night. Yeah. And that kid can easily pick up a book too, or that kid can play with his toys, you know, um, because he doesn't play handheld games. He doesn't play like the, and, and I've got nothing against it. It's to each his own. I, I don't think there's as much merit to it. I, I think it's yeah. a little bit of a money-making scheme as well uh, with some of these organizations. That's what keeps them going, but that's a whole other discussion. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. I mean, Megaforce, okay. Megaforce fueled like that. It's such an interesting film because it wasn't intended to be what it ended up being, right? When we talked to Barry. Totally, uh, totally. Okay, can I just bring it back to a second for a second? Yeah, yeah. Like I read something recently that like as far as the brain making memories, right? Like that we don't even make mm. memories really until I mean we're we're making memories as kids, but to really remember like would you even remember that you were six years old? seeing this yes. movie in the theater anyway, yes. or is it one of those things that like, if your mom was like, no, you were there and it was amazing for you. Like, would you then, would your memory then create that? Or, you know, or would you based on that story be like, yes, I remember being there. Cause the six year old um, watching Megaforce, I don't know that you remember it. Have you watched that show on HBO? Um, like, I think it's called how to with John it's Wilson like series. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, did you watch the one on memory? I don't think so. Okay. So if anyone's interested, it's on HBO, uh, How To with John Wilson. It's a docu-series. And Quirky Guy, um, it, it's, I don't want to explain it because it, do it, do, uh, it doesn't do it justice. Yeah. But he does an episode on memory and how one maintains memory. And there is a group of people in, this, in our country who, um, I forget the term, but they feel like, they remember something being one way, but now it's not. Mm-hmm. And they're convinced that there's been a, there, there, there's a multiverse basically that that someone changed it. Mm. In and uh, Iron Man, you know, Coca Cola didn't have a hyphen at one point, or like I remember that it didn't have a dash between the Coca and the Cola. I didn't make that up, and and so they have conventions where they go around all over the country talking about this stuff. You know, yeah. um, time well spent. Uh, the rice didn't have the little thing at the top of the box or whatever. And like, no, yeah. I remember yeah. it didn't have that. So, so I think when you, I agree with, I, I'm, what I'm saying is I agree with you. I think there's times when you can formulate a memory that maybe didn't even happen. Um, I do remember back because as everyone knows who listened to the show, I've had quite the traumatic childhood. Uh, enough trauma to really trigger memories, but then it's some things are fuzzy. I don't remember seeing Megaforce in the theater, but I wouldn't be surprised if I did. Like mm. I remember seeing, but my mom took me to the movies a lot when I was young. Um, I remember seeing Flash Gordon in the theater, so I wouldn't be surprised if I saw Megaforce. Would your mom pick up the phone if you called her right now on speaker and asked her? Hey mom, it's 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 Zach. It's Zach. Oh, hi, hi, sweetie. Yeah, um, can I ask you? You're you're on the air with uh, Dustin and I. You're on the air. Hi, oh, hi, 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 Carol. How, how are I'm you? enjoying this. 
I mean, oh, I am great. I am great. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh man, I didn't know that. Fireplace isn't working. Oh no. But, uh, but you know, I got a bottle of wine and some cheese. Oh, and, uh, great. And some Chipino. You got both. Oh, okay, I love Chipino. Yep. I love Chipino. Yeah, Zach's, Zach's brother, uh, Eric, made uh, he made a fire. Oh, and, great. Uh, and it's great, yeah. And so, um, uh, mom, mom, can I interrupt you for a second? Oh yeah, yeah, it's okay. I was just on Facebook. <laughs> I know, mom, you're on Facebook <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. Mom, you got me that already. Anyways, Mom, uh, can I ask you a question? This is crazy. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, because we're kind of running out of time. Um, did uh, Do you remember a movie called Megaforce with Barry Boswick? Oh, gosh, he's so cute. Ooh, with that beard. Mom, you're making me really uncomfortable right now with talking about this. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did we see that in the theater? Yes. Oh, thanks, Mom. Oh, is she gone? Ah, uh, wow. It's so good to um, have your mom as a guest on the show. I I really think she should come back anytime. We can bring her back anytime. anytime. she wants. That was fantastic. Trust me. Yep. I'm always happy to bring my mom back. So, <laughs> so to answer the question. Oh, you I saw it. Okay, great. Indicator. Great. There we go. Okay. <laughs> That's such a good way to get to the answers faster. Did you have the toys, the Megaforce toys? No. Oh, they were so cool. They were so cool. I had those. Matchbox put them out. And uh, and the video game that's based on the movie. Um, you got that I now. think we had it. But I have it now because I got this like retro pie thing. And I was playing the Megaforce game. And our buddy Lee Germany, a uh, friend of the show, and uh, he, he sent the commercial to us. He's like, is this Brian Cranston in the commercial for Megaforce or is it Phil Hartman? And this goes with the Wikipedia IMDb thing. Cause I did some digging. I'm like, I don't know if that's Brian Cranston or Phil Hartman. Second I saw him, I'm like, that's Brian Cranston. Got it. Okay. So you were convinced. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you go on IMDb, it does say uh, the, the, the Atari 2600 video game commercial for Megaforce starred Brian Cranston. Mm. Then if you go on Wikipedia, it says it stars Phil Hartman. Oh, well, but Wikipedia, anyone can, I mean, I can write anything, whatever I want on Wikipedia. Yeah, but can't you do that for IMDb too? Well, yes, except that IMDb has a team of, you know, people. Wikipedia does too, but it's like you can get away with a lot on Wikipedia. Um. To, yeah, I guess I, I guess I never really realized that to a degree. To I mean, because anybody can write anything, but for the most there's part, there's a little bit more vetting. There's more vetting going on in IMDb. Yeah, IMDb. You know, they take a while to do their due diligence. Like if you type something on Wikipedia, it, it seems for the most part, this is how it used to go: that you just put something on there, it, it'd show up immediately, and then eventually, you know, somebody might get wise and and take it down. But like you could prank a page with whatever you want. IMDb, it goes through their people first. They have to then approve it. They do some research, True. see what's what. And if they can't verify it, then they come back and they're like, you know, we can't, we need more information here. So like Kelly Maroney's birthday, I guess. There you go. I guess so. Jeez. I well, guess so. Um, yeah. But anyways, that commercial is really cool. And they, they literally flash Brian Cranston's face for half a second. Yeah. You can't even tell. 
Um, I mean, you obviously could tell. I was like, eh, that guy looks like a Sears catalog kind of guy. But no, it's a very it's because it, he has one of those faces that's kind of like simultaneously young and old. Like he had a young yeah. like head, but his face is like, oh, it's Brian Cranston. The um, the game is fun, by the way. The game's it, it's very never, basic. Never played it. Old school, old school twenty six hundred Atari style, but. You're on the uh, motorbike, it looks like. Yeah, and you're blowing everything up, yeah. which kind it's of like is movie. fitting because that's what they do in the movie. So. Um, I guess we should talk about the movie. Well, you're saying how you're confused by it, and I, I think I want to. I want to. It's kind of stuck in my head now what Dean Cameron and Stuart Fracken said when we interviewed them about Ski School, and we were asking about like plot of the movie. And I think Stewart said, he's like, don't, don't, don't do that to yourself. <laughs> he either said, don't do that to yourself don't or, or don't do it to me. I think it was what he said. Oh, like, okay, don't make okay. me I, think about this or something. I don't know. That's how I, I, I took it as don't overthink it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good advice for most things. I, I guess so. I mean, this movie is, is like, it's, it's absurd. Uh, it, it, in, in many ways, well, the director, Hal Needham, is known for just doing outrageous stunts in his movies and maybe not having, like, the thickest plot, you know? Yeah, and, and what we what we have learned and what the audience will learn in the future during Barry's interview is, is, is some combination of the fact that the script was being written while they were shooting. Um, and, you know, Hal Needham is a stuntman. Yeah. He's concerned about the stunts. That is evident. Yes. Um this is a movie that is entirely stunt based and quite uh quite a pioneer in certain technologies like uh what what is it is it called infovision? In, in yeah, intro introvision and in, intervision intro. Yeah. Um, the Which uh, is really cool by the way. Yeah. Like I didn't understand what it was cuz I see it popped up you know the the credits pop up and I'm like, okay, well, what the hell is this? It's really neat. Um, a uh, you know, a technique where they can actually uh, uh, film within a picture, kind of After Effects before After Effects. It, it's like green screen before green screen, right? Or it's even more than that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's called IntroVision. I think it's cool. Like the giant set pieces that they use, it's all just photos. It's, and then yeah. You, you kind of can't tell. I mean, it looks pretty damn good. It's not, it's way less cheesier than the silly green screen effect they're using at the end of the movie when Ace is riding his uh, rocket powered motorcycle up to the plane, yeah. <laughs> which is which is gold. It's just gold. Best it's scene, so bad. Best it's scene good. in the movie. <laughs> it really is. It's really great. I mean, uh, Barry, you know, when we when that episode airs and we we record the intro for that, you'll get the kind of the backstory on how uh, we were able to get Barry and the love of Barry that we have. But man, I mean, he first of all, everyone knows how much I love Chuck Norris, and thanks to you, Dustin, I watched that. Uh, Bee Gees documentary on HBO mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's phenomenal and I'm like he looks like Barry Gibb and Chuck Norris had a love child yeah it's yeah it's 
and it's that is really fantastic in my opinion he uh he has a great look um it's oh my God, he has great it's a look that was based on a performance that he gave in pirates of panzance yes uh in la um, but again, you know, I don't I mean, want to, we don't want to give away any of the stories, you know. No, that story is uh, yeah. wild. These that are, these are wild. wild stories. They're amazing stories. Th- this today is a precursor to our interview with Barry Boswick, uh, as we've mentioned. And so I'm, you know, I'm just going to leave it right there. We're just going to leave it right there. But yeah. I will say that just in talking about the story of Megaforce and my confusion, um, I'll tell you what I do know, what seems to be yeah, true to me is that. The movie starts off, and I'm not going to quite get the, um, the, the, the titles, the scrolling titles that sort of set up Megaforce, which are fantastic. Yeah, do you have it? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, uh, bless you. I'm going to read the entire thing right now. Now, did you approach this the way you would approach a podcasting after dark breakdown? Did you do this? Are we going to do this line by line? I mean, we don't have the time, but... but is that how you broke it down? I didn't break it down that way. Uh, I didn't do line by line, but I took pretty extensive notes on this one just simply for the fact that I love this movie. Yeah. I really do. And I have like a roller coaster relationship with it because at one point I wasn't, I was like not sure if I was feeling if I liked this movie or not. And then I literally watched it again earlier today and I was laughing out loud. Yeah. I had a smile on my face the entire time. I'm like, like I said earlier, this is what we need right now. I need, especially on the, you know, yeah, going on. yeah, it's um, interesting because I do remember you. You kind of watched this at some point. You know, I mean, we were doing the podcast, but I think you just were watching it for fun with some with some friends or something, and you were like, "It's trash, it's trash." And I was like, "Okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to revisit think, it right now." I think where I was coming with that was I was just I was like for some reason was just feeling. Um, I don't know. I was just must have been in a weird mood yeah, that day. Yeah, like jaded um, about this movie. Yeah. But here we go. The uh, the the title card flashes. It says, and, there, and it's narrated, right? It says, despite official denials by leaders of the free world, sources now confirm the existence of Megaforce, a phantom army of super elite fighting men whose weapons are the most powerful science can devise. Their mission, to preserve freedom and justice, battling the forces of tyranny and evil in every corner of the globe. Wow. Did you transcribe this? No, oh, okay. I just took a screenshot. Oh, okay. I took a screenshot. Okay, nice. I was just nice. reading the. Uh, nice. I didn't have time to type. Well, it. I did. Really impressed. I was too busy finding did. facts from 1982. Right. You transcribed it? No, I didn't. But I, I would be okay. impressed if you had. Um, well, would you? Are you kind of hurt that I didn't for us, but I do for podcasting after dark? Um, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. I'm sorry. A little bit. Um, I'm sorry. If you really cared. You would transcribe. Um, <laughs> well, well, I, I I wrote a lot of shit down from the credits because I'm like, wait, Golden Harvest produced this? Oh yeah, yeah. It's well, um, right. And this was one of those uh, we want to get our foray into American movies. Um, yeah. But I um, so okay. So right off the bat, just from the t- title yeah. card, you have this sort of um, this paradox, right? Because it's like. They're setting up the mystery of Megaforce. Yes. But it also kind of seems like once you get in the movie, it's like, oh, everybody knows about Megaforce. It's it's so there's this weird thing of like, do they exist? But but then it's more like they're the A team or something. Because it's 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 more like, who are you gonna call? Like you go to the A team when you have a problem, you go to Megaforce when you have an issue. 
and everybody but knows they, that they exist, but that but no one talks about them, right? No one talks about them, but certainly I feel like people have seen them and like they're they're findable. You know, they're very. Everyone findable. knows who they are. Yeah. Um. So. I, I, but I do think that that is a, that's a lot of words that don't really tell us all that much. And then you're kind of launched into the beginning of the movie and we understand that, um, this, uh, this, this fictional army is being overrun by Henry Silva and his villainous squad. And this other country is taking over this country. And then it's like, well, what are we going to do? And we're going to call Megaforce. And uh, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. And then they call Megaforce. Yeah. They meet Megaforce. Your boy Michael Beck oh, plays God a character damn. named Dallas because he's from Tejas, and he's he he's he's got a Confederate flag. The Confederate flag is so jarring. I was like, whoa! It's so prominent. Let me ask you though: Were you a Dukes of Hazard fan? I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I had the toys, okay. you know, and uh, and that's about it. I never watched the show. I liked the lore of the Duke of the the Duke boys. The Duke boys, come on now, Bo and Luke Duke. But but you know they had a big Confederate flag on their general. Yeah, sure did. And I guess uh, Boss Hog. Uh, that's been altered uh, for reruns mm. now on television oh really and streaming services mm. yeah if you watch it now they've like digitized it out interesting interesting i think that's i mean i feel like you should leave that in there it's a piece of history you know well um, yeah i mean this is the topic right this is the topic if we're gonna digress it's one that we talk about a lot it's like yep you know things that we loved back then um right can you separate the art from the artist Number one, this is a little different because it's like, you know, this was a show that celebrated something that we no longer celebrate, you know, or, or, or whatever, you know, whatever it is. It's like, you, yeah. so you can't, you know, that was the time. Soul Man, that was, you know, different time. Revenge of the Nerds, that was a different time. And we can yeah. all acknowledge that, you know, it's a little different. It's a little, you know, it becomes a weird thing. Like what happened with you recently where... Uh, not that this happened with you, but th- th- so this was a conversation we were having like, oh, did you hear about Eric Clapton? He's, um, oh, you know, he's yeah. a racist. And it's like, yeah, but we always knew that. Be like, oh man, it's like, you don't want him to be that way, but he is that way. Does that make your love for Layla any less prominent? You know? I wouldn't go Layla. I'd go, it's in the way that you use it. <laughs> That's my favorite Eric Clapton era, by the way, is the, is the middle eighties. You all like right? Yeah. So before, uh, oh, tears so in heaven and, uh, before all that after shit. midnight and wonderful tonight and yep. all that, but it is, it's important to talk about. Um, I think, I think, you know, how does it, in, in, and it all got brought up because of this little Confederate yeah. flag he has on his arm and, and, you know, all the characters and we'll get to the other kind of actors in the movie as well but the, all the characters in megaforce because they represent the world they all have the kind of the flag that represents their territory that right. they're from right and so uh so he so dallas has his confederate flag i guess and <laughs> like sure the, the south um but i just want to say like 
Michael Beck had done The Warriors in 79. He did Xanadu in 80. And then he does Megaforce in 82. Megaforce tanked. It, it made, it was like, it cost 20 million to make. And I think it only made 3 million worldwide. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. a bummer. Not good. Which is such a bummer. And Xanadu also is considered, it's a cult movie, right? Xanadu is, some people, you either love it or you don't. I personally love it. Um, I like it. He's been in, I like it too. I think Xanadu. it's a really fun film. Do you believe we are magic? Mom, did you just call? <laughs> You have? <laughs> yeah. When you threw me under the bus. I did not throw you under the bus, Mom. I would never do that to you. Well, I did to you. You said you blocked that out. I, I she did? She threw you under a literal bus. I did when he was oh five. <laughs> he said, I'm leaving the house. Hm. You're never going to see me again. I'm going to go live with your father. And I said, go ahead. And he walked out of the house <laughs> in his underwear. <laughs> and I threw him under a bus. You, you what? Uh, this really? is the best morning morning radio show. Uh, Amazing. yeah. Anyways, Michael Beck. Um, I love that guy. You right. know, I love that right. guy. Swan uh, from the Warriors. It's Swan from the Warriors, and then I see him as Dallas. He's so jovial and happy. He's like the second in command, right? To to uh, he, I mean, I don't know if he's the second in command or if he's just like the best friend of like they're they seem like they're best friends. You know, they're, 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 they're the, the most friends. they're the most friends. They're the most likely he's to hang out after great work. facials too. And yeah. <laughs> At the end, yeah. the end of the movie when Great Ace Hunter, gross. You know, they, <laughs> yeah, he, he, we're just going to the <laughs> going right to the end. Sorry no, 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 facials. no. I think we could jump around a little yeah. bit. Um, well, you know, I, I I meant to. You're talking about the birthday collages that I that I've done for everybody, and uh, I never made a birthday collage for Persis Kambata, who plays Zara, and I probably eh, will. It'd be a small one. Her birthday is in October, so look for that in October. Um, Can't wait. I mean, she's she's beautiful, man. Like, I, I was like, what a what an interesting actor. Uh, she was Miss Universe. Are you gonna set a Siri yeah. reminder for that one? No, I will not. Ten months from now. Okay. Or sorry, sorry. She and she she was in the Miss Universe competition. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people probably know her from Star Trek: The Motion Picture, but. I see her in this. I'm like, no, it's Megaforce. That's what I know her from. Bully for Zara. you. And then the king of the one-liners is George Firth, Professor Eggstrom. Eggstrom. So his lines are gold. <laughs> He's the owner of that. Uh, what's less than or what is the line that I said what, earlier? Yeah, the one I've already forgotten. When a person doesn't have less on, they have what? <laughs> a little bit more than that. Oh, you messed it's up. Just, exactly. It's such a funny, like, you, let's name the character Professor Egg. Like, you know, like the, the egghead will have egg in his name. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, the, the, this, uh, I mean, this film is so silly. It, you know, Hal Needham did Rad, which we covered on the show, and then interviewed Bill Allen. He talked about Hal Needham, how crazy he was. Uh, Barry talks about Hal Needham, kind of how crazy he is. Um, yeah, we talked about Hooper because I love that movie on our top five Keiths because Brian Keith is in that film, the Burt Reynolds film Hooper. Uh, I mean, he's Cannibal Run or Smoking the Bandit, right? And um, yep. and so he's a he's a legendary director who does these wild films, um, and this probably is his silliest one ever out of all of them. Um, 
But yeah, I think the more you watch it, the more you're just like, this is just fun. Yeah. And like I said, and you said it too, there are scenes that go on way too long. There, you know, the movie once they kind of head out for their first uh, encounter with Guerrero, played by Henry Silva and his army. It's like there's like a five minute countdown. I think they have five minutes to get in there and blow everything up, but it's literally the five minutes. It's literally like, five minutes. Yeah, you could have shaved two minutes off this scene. Nothing is apply implied, and nothing is assumed. Yeah. When the plane has, you know, when they paratroop out, you see, you know, if if he says there's sixty, sixty vehicles or something, you yeah. see every single vehicle exit that plane. Every, Every single, one. single one. We can't assume. You know, it's just such, such weird editing choices. Like, let's go back, and then we're going to reuse this shot, and we're going to reuse this shot. And how many times did you see them, like, just flicking the same switches? Yes. So much close-ups of switches. Yeah. Like, it, oh, it, it definitely God. feels like a movie that, like like you said, like Barry said, that they, they kind of wrote it on the fly. Yeah. You get that sense. So. Yep. Should it have been an hour-long pilot for a potential TV series? Sure. How about that? I'd be cool with that. Yeah. It would be the most expensive TV series of all time. <laughs> I mean, they blow up everything in the movie. Yep. Uh, the effects are very cool. Very cool. Um, You know, so, right. So, I, I guess just to bring everybody up to speed. So, Megaforce is hired by Persis and uh, Michael Knight's boss. And... um to stop uh duke played by henry silva yep guerrera duke yeah, guerrera just to, to 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 uh help push back duke guerrera's forces blow all their shit up which they do um but there's a there's a plot twist right or there's this is kind of cool actually there's a I snafu like this plot twist. there's a snafu yep. yep and uh basically they determine that the 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 folks that have hired megaforce once Megaforce is now in there and the mission is underway and almost complete, they say we can't, you can't go through with pushing back Duke's forces because we don't, it's, it's sort of like, we don't trust you. You're too powerful. We don't, we don't want to let you cross our border. Right. We, or we don't have approval to cross the border. Yeah. They, cause, um, cause the Michael Knight's boss says, uh, <laughs> I love how we're doing this. Michael Knight's <laughs> boss says, "Yeah, you did too much damage. You did. You were too good, and because you were too good, it's considered yeah. an act of war." Right. You're terrorists. Yeah, you're a terrorist rescue right. mission. Right. Yeah, and so that's when whoops, Ace is like, "Great, okay." Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but he's so like jovial, and his his, yeah. his voice is so high. You know. You could have told us this yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah they make that they make a plan from that point forward that they're well Guerrero Duke shows up this is the also an an odd moment right mm -hmm. because but it makes sense because so Duke shows up Guerrero uh to Megaforce's compound right they're, they're all buddy they're all military buddies we should say yes. so yes. they they have a history it, they're pretty they're pretty uh, amiable, except um, th there was there was some friction. Well, Guerrero stole Ace's lighter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
You don't do that. You don't take a man's lighter. Um, I don't think he smokes. Does do, does he? I never see him smoke. But I, I thought I it remember. was cool to have a lighter. Yeah. I liked having a lighter. Yeah. It's like a cool thing. It's like having a pocket like, knife or MacGyver's uh, duct tape. You know, duct tape. Yeah. You know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, you, you want those things. Yeah. You know, the whole the whole deal. The whole deal. Never leave um, home without them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because Guerrero shows up at their base. But he can show up because at this point now, he's not like quote unquote bad guy. Right perceived by the governments he's kind of like the victim because he was attacked real so stupid yeah horribly yeah. yeah and so there's this banter back and forth where he's like well you can come with me he wants ace to he kind of gives ace the the opportunity to leave with him and leave all his guys behind right but ace is not that kind of guy no he's a deeds not words kind of guy right deeds not words Actions speak louder than yep. words. I love that. I love that. A stays, and then there's going to be this kind of uh, shootout over at the lake. The lake is the last area that's uh, being guarded by Duke's forces, and um, the lake is their only op- their only option to like get out and get f- basically get out of the zone, so they don't. This is the right. only area that they can get out of. Ace comes up with a plan to kind of sneak attack behind. And um, yeah, you know, and then there's just sort of this epic battle. And the great thing about this movie is like, you know, all these things blow up, but you never see anybody die. It's super campy. It's like G.I. Joe. Yeah. Circa whatever. Same year. Um, well, with the, with the I mean, the, the cartoon, I think, came out the following year. Um, you would know. But, the, but, but I'm but better I better than I. I, in 1982, the first three and three quarter line did come out. So, the point is, it's campy, it's fun, Very. a lot of shooting, a lot of exploding, and oh god, but it's so great the, that 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 final kind of explosion of all the motorcycles and with the cycles, their, like, right? We so many cycles. Tape. Oh my oh god. god, so many cycles. He, he, cycles all of amazing. the vehicles were were made. Uh, specifically for this movie that you can tell how much move you can tell they spent a shit ton of money on this on the vehicles and they look cool they do look look cool cool. the missiles are shooting we know that the missiles and the guns can can blow up balls and balloons (laughs) from an earlier scene and we also know about these motorcycles that there's just a certain element that hasn't yet been tested yes fully which is essentially uh, pure flight um, yes. and uh, yeah and that of course is the best scene in the movie it's just the best it's tested by Ace yeah, T- yeah. tested by I, Ace I'm, I mean he he so really quickly uh, Ace you know Ace gets knocked down while everyone's trying to get on these planes to to go to safety and uh, and right before that right after that happens you see the cavalcade of motorcycles coming down with like different colors of smoke coming out it's beautiful it's it's really amazing cool. it's, it's amazing really cool. and he you know he gets knocked down and then he has time to go to duke and basically utter his famous line that we all know and love hey hi duke oh listen i just wanted to say goodbye and remind you that the good guys always win even in the 80s. And, uh, 
you know, prank, prank Duke and then split. And that's when, yeah, he launches on his motorcycle. Uh, Dallas is so concerned that he's not going to make it. And then he does make it. And I love that Dallas is talking to him the whole time. Yeah. But like he's right next to him. It's just like the longest. It's so long. It's, it's like, so long, let's cut to the bike. So let's funny. cut back to them. It's amazing. It's amazing. I also, I wanted to give a quick shout out to the guy in the command center. Um, the guy who's in the mobile kind of RV, who's operating everything um, from, from weapons to, um, to the aforementioned um, color guard. Uh, it's just, yes. he's just always like, oh, I'm going to give him a little of the old one, two. He's the guy like, just when you think they're down, like, well, they're going to love this surprise. And, uh, and I just thought like, that was such a funny thing. Like, like let's institute this, you know, unison rainbow colored smoke thing that's not manually operated. That would involve so much, uh, synchronicity. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know who you know who that that the character is played by, right? It's Hal Needham. It's Hal Needham, of course. Yeah, uncredited. Right. It's real funny. The 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 characters, uh, the different Megaforce characters, like the representative of Mexico and the representative of Japan, the indigenous Native American, uh, Italian guy, yeah. the Italian guy, you know, Zachary Taylor. Uh, Michael Knight's boss utters like a really offensive line to him mm. when he first beats him because he's like listening to music. And he goes, oh, are you listening to Gladys Knight and the Pips? And the guy's like, no, Vivaldi. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> you British fuck. Um, <laughs> uh. Anyways, I, I love all their, their the uniqueness. Like you were saying, yeah, the, the scene goes on forever. Ace trying to get on forever. the airplane at the end. And they, they cut... <laughs> There's a scene where they they cut to all the guys, um, like trying, like hoping that he gets on the plane, and they're all, like the different moment, different kind of energies of uh, all the emotions that are going through them. You know, joy, sadness, anger, the whole the whole deal. It's great, and of course Dallas is the one who's talking to him. He's like, "Huh, I I, I knew you're gonna do that too. Huh. Uh, come on, oh. come on." Chief. Yeah. Oh, yep. I knew you're gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you oh, slide off. teasing you. with him. It's so funny. And uh, and then just really know, fucking funny. Barry's joy when he finally gets on is just so pure. It's like, the hey, best. Hey. I, <laughs> it's the best. It is that. Yeah. I love that GIF yeah. of it. Uh, my only, my only like uh, wish was that the camera would have stayed on him a little bit longer after he went like yeah because it cuts away immediately mm. from there. He's just like, you boys thought I wasn't going to do it. Aha! Hey! <laughs> Swashbuckler. <laughs> What's great about the ending of the movie is um, they, they go back and, you know, the Michael Knight's boss and uh, and Persis Zara is, they're having like a, like a press conference basically saying, you know, it's too bad that the Megaforce, they're, they're going to throw Megaforce under the bus yep. at this point. Yep. And Megaforce shows up, and Megaforce blows up Michael Knight's helicopter yep. <laughs> just to be dicks. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> it's awesome. And we 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 kind of well, we didn't bury the lead necessarily, but the thumb kiss, which is iconic, and also a connection to our podcast because we sell a T-shirt where 
and it was made by Dustin beautifully. Our $2 late fee, the good guys always win even in the 80s t-shirt um, with the, the infamous thumb, with the infamous thumb kiss. And it's beautiful. I mean, the thumb kiss was not originally, was, uh, well, was it or was it not originally uh, shown by Ace? Was he the first one to do it or not? Oh, you're, you're asking? Yeah, I'm asking you. Uh, I think he's, I don't think he is. I think, I think, I think Persis gives him one. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Zara. Yeah. Zara is the first one to do it. And then he does it back to her. It's their sin. It's their signal of love. But does she, does she do it on her thumb? Yep. She does. She does. Okay. Cause I thought, I thought she just kind of blows him a kiss like a no. regular blow. She gives him a thumb. She gives him a thumb. Okay. Seems weird to me then. Why? Why it's would beautiful. she? It's beautiful. Because maybe that's what she does in her in her country of Camibia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Chlamydia? No, Camibia. It is beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. It's the best. It's the best. Um, <laughs> there's one line in the movie. I just want to. I just want to say it's so fucking funny. Um, it's just such a funny back and forth because it's like midway in the movie when Ace and um, Dallas are on the plane together and Ace is like kind of thinking about Zara because they're in love with each other. And Dallas is like, you know, one time, one time before I made a jump into Da Nang, an old buddy of mine told me something that made me feel a whole lot better. And Ace is like, what did he tell you? Well, he said, you love them in blue and you love them in red. But most of all, you love them in blue. <laughs> and, Ace, and then Ace says, that's totally inapplicable to anything that's going on here. And it's dumb. Who told you that? And Dallas says, you did. And Ace says, but it's very wise. Yeah. Very wise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then and then I just, I wrote this down because I was like, this is really the only time we saw this. And I'm kind of surprised. There's lasers at the end of the movie lasers shoot out of the back of the so there yeah there's motorcycles there's like these big kind of um big tankish trucks mm -hmm. but then there's these like little dune buggy looking um yeah. stretched out guys with this cool laser in the back and they shoot lasers out of the back yep. at the very end of the movie yep. i'm like now you use the lasers right in the last two minutes come on it's a weird yeah should you use that the whole time they ransacked the entire little center of bad guy buildings, and they don't use those lasers. Come on, bad guy building. Yeah. This is a bad guy building where the lasers should be. That's pretty much where my uh, vocabulary is gone now. Well, I think it works. Just like. I think it works. You are bad I was bad wrong. There was a um, a, a Tennessee uh, uh, member of the House of Representatives that that pantsed a uh, a referee in a basketball game that his son was playing in, and he oh, I didn't know that. And he said, um, uh, "This just happened yesterday. It's, re it's a real stupid story, but basically, oh, uh, recently? Oh my god! Yeah, this was yesterday, and um, yeah. So so basically, you know, he's the he's the third highest Republican lawmaker in Tennessee." Remember the House of Representatives? It's at a basketball game, which his son is, you know, 
playing in and he's not happy with the way that the ref is calling the game. And so he goes to um, pants. He just goes to pants the ref, just pull the ref's pants down. And he's thrown out of the game. And, you know, of course, everyone in America is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're you're a, you're a lawmaker. You're a fucking yeah. you know. You mean seventy six percent of America? You're a member of Congress, <clears throat> and he goes, uh, "I was I was bad wrong. Uh, I lost my junk." <laughs> what is he? Will Ferrell? I mean, From, that's uh, that's what it reads like, and you're just like, it doesn't like nothing matters. Ricky Bobby or whatever. Matter. Oh my god! It doesn't matter. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, he would not be a part of Megaforce. I'm sorry. They're a little so, bit more articulate than yeah, that. Yeah, slightly. Uh, but, yeah, but but this, it kind of fits with the being the, this is the bad guys and this is that because, I mean, this movie was marketed to little kids. Mm-hmm. But I think adults probably like it more. But Gerald Immel did the, uh, was the composer, the score. Do you know what else he did? What famous, probably one of the biggest Eight shows from the eighties. I do not. I do not know. Dallas. He was the composer of Dallas. Oh, and there's a Dallas in this movie. That's so fitting. Yeah. Yeah. So uh I mean he was the composer. It's very like synth video game like dun, um, sci fi yet military at the same time, yeah. I'd say. Right? And it's not bad. It's not bad, but but the song It's not it's not bad. No. It's not bad. No. It's not bad. But not the bad. song the song I love so much, <sighs> Calling to You. That's like the original title, but it's really, it's called Megaforce. Right. It's a, 707. Little, it's a little confusing, right? Because you got 707, and then some members of 707 were also playing with Ace. Um, and that's weird too, right? That his name is Ace? Ace Freely? Right? Ace Freely? Yeah. So like, so the song, the the song that plays Ace out the Hunter. end of the movie, the Megaforce song, uh, Ace Freely, Freely's Comet, that was his solo band after he left KISS, uh, they recorded a cover version of, of this song as well. And apparently Journey did too, but I couldn't find that one online. Right. Um, the one that's like listed as Journey, that's actually 707 uh, on YouTube at least. Like that's not, oh I mean I'm sure like, yeah I'm sure there's like tons of confusion by people in because, regards well, to that. But. We actually talked about this a little bit when we talked about um, no retreat no surrender mm-hmm. because the lead singer of Seven O Seven is Kevin Shelfont, who sang Hold On to the Vision right and Stand on Your Own from No Retreat No Surrender. Yes, uh, but he also was in Journey for a minute after because. Before they got the kid from the, he's not a kid. The guy's fifty four years old. The 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 guy from the Philippines, the current Arnell. singer of Journey, Arnell, who's phenomenal. And there's a great documentary about his kind of journey to Journey. Mm-hmm. Um, when Steve Perry left Journey, they kind of pulled that Iron Maiden card where they got a guy who sounded just like him and kind of looked like him. So they got. Kevin Shelfon in there, who's a really great singer, by the way, really great. And mm-hmm. um, I think the song Megaforce is written by one of the guys in Journey. It is. 
or or uh, co-written or something, right? Co-written, certainly yeah, co-written. Yeah. Because I don't yeah. even think Kevin Chalfant he wasn't even like one of the original seven oh seven guys, and and it sounds like no. seven oh seven kind of rotated. They didn't have like a lead singer until they got him, like a real like a designated lead singer. It sounds like they were just yeah. kind of dabbling around and playing different things, and then that guy Todd, uh, what's his face, who then went on to play with Ace Freely. It's all very incestual. It's just all very like, you know, and then we'll do this. We'll do this song, only we're not going to call it Megaforce. We're going to call it Calling to You. And then all the lyrics are, I mean, most of the lyrics are different. All the verses are different. Yeah. So I guess you couldn't call it a cover. It's more of a ripoff. <clears throat> it's like a, like a, yeah, like a, re, like a, an, oh, sorry, an, an homage. An homage. <laughs> well, that's a, because. I, I mean, it's a good question. Yeah. If you take a song and you're like, I'm going to do a cover of this, but I'm going to rewrite all the lyrics. Like, that's not that's not really a cover. It's not a cover. At that point. It's not a cover. Yeah. If you change the melody, but you keep the lyrics the same and maybe the chorus is the same, yep. like the hook. Yes, parody. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I, I love Ace freely. Kiss. Yeah. I have, but, you know, Ace is... He's had his issues, and who knows who knows what the true backstory is behind that. I didn't do a lot of digging. I was just like, "Oh, this is cool." It it was so popular. Yeah. Ace took it and made his own <laughs> thing with it because it's a great song. It's a great song. I work out to that song. But it, but who's the but who's song. the guy in? Because one of the guys in Seven Hundred Seven basically would clearly have enough ownership of it to say, "Okay, you know, Ace, let's do it over here." with you that that todd dude todd, whose name is you know todd Hol oh uh Hol todd haworth yes todd haworth todd haworth was yeah. playing with yeah. an ace freely's band but he must have yeah. you know i don't know how these le these legal things work if it's like you can have the song but you got to rewrite it todd you know or or todd was just doing that to be like not like let's make it our own but let's just like legally protect ourselves we kind of made it different i don't know yeah, that that's interesting. Um, because maybe he, yeah, maybe he, because he had partial writing credits on it, he's like, well, I, I wrote calling to you, so I can get that part, right? Well, because it because it really is. It's like if you're in seven oh seven, if you and I are in seven oh seven, and someone in the band takes off, does that song with somebody else, and then makes money off that song that we wrote, yeah, we best be getting ours, you know? So, yeah, and maybe they did. Yeah. Maybe they did. Maybe, maybe they, they got did. a little little some something, something on the back end. Um, Ace Freely seems like a narcissist. Seems oh like, yeah, yeah, totally. Anyway, I mean, the, the, all, most of the guys in Kiss, the guys in Kiss are, you yeah. know, they, okay. they, I think they probably at this point they got to be. Um, well, and here's a little connection though. So, so Seven O Seven was under the Casablanca record label, mm -hmm. and Kiss made Casablanca Records, in my opinion. Um, that was their one of their biggest acts on that mm. record label. So, because they're all in the same label, maybe they're in the studio together. Yeah, things uh, are thrown around. We got this. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, Donna Summer was in Casablanca Records in Parliament too, but really like in Village People, but Kiss is really. Um, the 707's like a cool it's it's like that 70s rock that toe dips into the 80s where it still kind of sounds like 80s. Yeah. You know. It's good. Uh, it still sounds it's like good. 70s. Um It's real good. It, it's kind of like when you know, the 90s when grunge was taking over, but there were still hair metal bands like still doing their thing mm -hmm. where they're mm -hmm. like, OK, they're still not as they're not as popular as they used to be, but they're still pretty damn good. 
And that song just kicks ass. Like immediately that that kind of synth opening that yeah. and then bam. So good. It's great. So good. Um, I mean, there's not much more we can say about that, but I do want to talk about some things that happened in 1982. Perfect. <laughs> and then for patrons, as you well know, we will be doing a What Does Dustin Know segment. Uh, for those of you that are not subscribers to our Patreon, please consider it because not only um, do we have shows like Tales from the Video Store that are very funny, but we have a segment called What Does Dustin Know, where I try to stump Dustin with some questions about the year uh, it kind of coincides with this episode, basically. And really fun, really fun segment. Check it out. Go to our Patreon page. Go to our Instagram. There's more information there. Yeah. Uh, it's pre- yada, it's yada. I, I would think it's fun for the audience for two th- two reasons. One is like I, I usually don't know that much um, overall, although last uh, last episode <laughs> I, I did. And it was very exciting. But um, but it's kind of a game where you can play along and be like, Oh, totally. you know, do I know this? Okay. And then they, you know, and then they'll hear me say, you'll hear me say something wrong about a wrestler or whatever. And then <laughs> you can be like, Oh no, everyone knows that's, that's junkyard dog. <laughs> no, that's stagger Lee. <clears throat> yeah. um, They're the same and- guy. Trick question. <laughs> <laughs> And and gotcha. uh, we can't fool me. we did a version of this segment with Voyager three and the the guys who did the music for New York Ninja awesome dudes and they were like these are good questions like oh yeah I know this segment's like, really good like, these are really easy why doesn't why don't you no. give these to Dustin when he's on why don't you <laughs> I give, give Dustin hard ones on purpose well I'm gonna give I'm gonna give some fun facts about eighty two right now and then we'll do this segment later on the Patreon so go check that can't out can't wait can't wait. In 1982, the top-grossing film was, of course, Robo. E.T. Oh, E.T. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> the thi- no E.T. E.T. was the top-grossing film of '82. Uh, I said it earlier in the show. In 1982, the G.I. Joe three and three-quarter toy line was launched. Over ten figures in that toy line. More on that in the "What Does Dustin Know" segment. Oh shit. Um. The Hang number on, one song. For a minute. The number one I'm just song. Go leave the room. You just keep. You just keep doing facts. I'm gonna go for no reason. I'm. I'm just going. I need some air. The number one song of 1982 was "Physical" by Olivia Newton-John. So there you go. It's a good one. I never yeah. understood what when she was when she'd be like she'd be like let's get animal, you know, like animal, as an adjective, or whatever, or like. It just it didn't make any sense to me. I think I think I agree. I think she was co- trying to come up with something that sounded right. Good and, it's and real it dumb. It's just dumb. Yeah. Like you're like, yeah, let's get physical. I, I understand. Physical challenge. Animal. Animalistic. Like, what are you doing? You're you're biting. What are you doing, Olivia? Let me hear your body talk, Newton. But John. I don't want to hear your body talk after you've had some. Beef chow mein. <clears throat> right. Um, or some Taco Bell. <laughs> 82, was, uh, 82 was actually, believe it or not, uh, you know, wrestling was, was kind of a, really took off in the mid 80s. Um, 
but 82 was a big year for wrestling. Uh, yeah, good. Vince get it McMahon. out of the way. Just get it out of the way now, because I don't want to. Uh, that's what I'm doing. Because okay, I'm not. I'm not you. gonna throw you. I'm not oh, gonna throw you under nice. the bus that's, like my mom that, did. Oh, that's nice. Thanks. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Vince Thank McMahon. You. Vince McMahon. Uh, his company, Titan Sports, purchased the World Wrestling Federation. So in '82, I think before that they were like the World Wide Wrestling Federation or WWWF. Um, so many. And Ws. so that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And also the new logo of the WWF that lasted until the late nineties, the, the W on top of the W with the F coming mm-hmm, out the mm-hmm. side, yeah. the iconic, the, the, that's iconic. The one. That that's the one. was, that made its debut in 1982. Um, one more fun little wrestling fact of 82. Cause I think it's very important. Jerry Lawler battled Andy Kaufman. And we all know that match. If you've seen Man on the Moon, uh, if you've seen any of the documentaries where if he gave, you believe. if Lawler gave Lawler gave uh, Kaufman a pile driver, mm-hmm. which if you don't know what a pile driver is, don't look it up on Urban Dictionary because it's disgusting. Oh I think, my if god, you do. that's hilarious! Uh, but it's you basically put the put a, your opponent upside down between your legs and you. You jump yeah. up in the air and it's fall like down the ground without the. It's like a sixty. <laughs> the pleasure. Just the pain. Just the pain. <laughs> it is a sixty-nine. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, so those are some fun facts of wrestling. But last thing I want to talk about with eighty-two, it was really it's considered like the golden age for arcade games, where arcade games really took off. Like mm. when it just started, because Ms. Mm. Pac-Man uh, was one of the many video games that came out during that time. People say that '82 was like pretty much like a benchmark year for video games. Mm. You don't agree with me? Uh, I mean, I do historically. Yeah, I do. I'm gonna list some games that came out that year. Zaxxon, Hubert. Oh, okay. I'm gonna throw some games out to you. Yeah. And you just tell me, liked them or didn't like it, okay? Okay, that's easy. I okay. can't fail that. Uh, Zaxxon. I liked it. Ms. Pac-Man. Eh, fine. Dig Dug. I love Dig Dug. Pole Position. Fine. Cubert. Didn't like Cubert. Really Come fucking, on. really fucking hard to handle that motherfucker. Cubert's hard. Cubert's hard. It's, yeah. it's, we, I, Aaron and I were just talking about this because it's like he he would, you know, he just wouldn't go where you wanted him to. He'd just jump off the fucking side. And you'd be like, you fucking piece of shit, Cubert. You <laughs> motherfucker. Like, why, I, didn't, I didn't ask you to jump left. Why'd you jump left? Right. So, uh, sorry. See. No, no, it's okay. No. no. I told you to tell me if you it's liked it or not. And you went off on a fucking tangent. So piece there you go. <laughs> and then the ones we had to, you know, later on, you'd have to double jump onto the color. And then if you, you know, if you jump back on, it would like change color again. You'd be like, oh shit, you got to jump back down. I got to get it. T- yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Um, how about Tron? Uh, Tron was fine. You know, I, I like Tron the video game better than Tron the movie. So. Oh, that's a hot that's take. That's a controversial topic. I like that game. Uh, two more, two more. Kangaroo. Do you remember Kangaroo? I don't remember Kangaroo. He was like a punching, boxing kangaroo. Okay. Similar to Donkey Kong. Hmm. I don't remember that. No? no. Okay. Last one, Burger Time. Burger Time, I'm a fan. 
Yeah. yeah. Burger time's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Although, there's more, but I have same kinds of control issues sometimes with that pepper. Oh, so Burger Time, yeah, because it had elements of like uh, Donkey Kong. It had elements of um, of Pac Man. Because if, for those that don't know, you you have like all the layers of the burger: the bun, the lettuce, the tomato, the the, the meat, and the cheese, yep. or something. I, I think, and yep. you had to go across the screen and have each one kind of drop down until you got to the bottom and make a burger. And you're being chased yep. by a wiener, yep. and you're being chased by a, a pickle, and you're being chased by a, yeah other phallic or things an egg egg an i think egg, egg. Yep. yeah an egg is chasing yep. you motherfucker yeah so so i bring all these things up because uh the last thing the last thing i want to mention about 82 a uh, tbs pretty much came out around in 1982 as well uh and they premiered a game show first and to be of clear its kind. you said tbs turner broadcasting yeah tbs not cbs not cbs tbs tt they premiered a game show uh, that lasted for one season called Starcade, not to be confused with the wrestling pay-per-view Starcade. Um, but Starcade was a game show that land that ran for yeah about a year actually. And it, oh, sorry, it ran for four seasons, but it was from like 80, 82 to eighty four. I guess maybe four half seasons. I don't mm. know. Mm. Um, anyways, the, the 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 concept was kids played arcade video games. It's fucking awesome. All the episodes are available on YouTube. I think it has its own like designated page too. Oh. By the way. Wow. So there you go. I'm gonna check it out. So, there. so that closes out 1982 Megaforce and the song Megaforce. I mean, I'm I don't know about you, dude, but but I'm. I'm feeling good. Yeah, it's an A plus. It's an A plus movie for an A plus premiere episode for an A plus season three for an A plus podcast. So in two weeks, you're gonna get Barry Bostwick. Um, one more quick cheap plug because I know a lot of you listen to us on Spotify. They mm. have a new rating system. Uh, it's simple. You can just give us how many stars you want. Hopefully you give us five, please. Uh, but if you're able to give us a, a rating on Spotify, it just gets us more traction, uh, gets us more eyeballs, more attention. You know, we want you guys to continue to see us, listen to us and all that good stuff. So, uh, and we want to keep doing this. And, and in order to do that, we want to grow bigger and bigger. So if you could give us a little bit of a boost on Spotify, that would be awesome. Yeah, and here's what I'll say about that. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, first of all. And everybody that's listened this far, oh my God. If you've listened this far, you are probably one of the best people alive. Um, They're probably podcasting after dark fans. <laughs> it's, uh, well, I, you know, I want to quiz, I want to quiz your podcasting after dark audience sometime. I want to like do a survey, an informal survey, and I want to yeah. actually be like, how much of this do you listen to, guys? Yeah. Do enough. you, do you, are you T to B? Are you end to end? Are you A to B? Um, because, you know, it's like I could listen to this full episode. And granted, I've listened to full episodes of your shows, but I'm listening to the ones that I am familiar with. Movies that I know. Movies that I know. And I was going to say intimately, but that's not what I meant. But but <laughs> movies that I know um, well enough or haven't seen in a while. And you guys will then light the fire for me to be like, okay, I got to revisit that. Yeah, um, yeah. Class of 1984 being, you know, one of those movies. Oh, I'm like, yeah. all right, come jump back in. But um, 
But the point is, is that, uh, anyway, I'm totally digressing. But I wanted to say is, if you go and give us a five-star Spotify review, let us know and we'll shout you out with praise and, uh, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll social media you um, to the maximum. Yeah, please. Um, yeah. Please. You, you guys know, some of your early listeners know how we've showered you guys and, and things have changed. We want to get a little more uh, selective. Yeah. And if you go to our Patreon, uh, they, we have some great perks on Patreon. Uh, sincerely, everybody that signed up for it already loves it. Uh, consider doing it. It, it, please, please do, because it's it's a lot of fun, and we're very interactive with you guys there. So, uh, with the sh- with and there's some really special segments that we do with the celebrities that we interview that are just on the Patreon. Um, just go check it out, and then yeah, get, we'll we love to shout you out. We love our fans. Yeah. We love all you guys. We love our listeners. We you guys do. are the best. We do. So, yeah. So Patreon, extremely interactive, extremely interactive, whether whether we're shouting you out, whether we're getting you your personalized uh, mix CD yep. um, born out of Zach's womb, um, you know, fresh from under the bus, squoze, squoze from under the bus to over the bus to you, you know, um, if, to you asking those questions to the celebrities in the in our special segments, you know, it's uh, we don't even like asking them questions so much. We want you guys to do that. So. Um, and the questions are great. The questions that you yeah. guys have asked so far are great, and the the guests love them. They love act. They love answering these questions. Um, they do, and they're always very thoughtful and very, yep. uh, you know, very different. And um, and everyone that we interview is always like, "Wow, this was so different and awesome." And uh, you guys are a part of that. So thank you. Screenshot your five star review. Will you will be your best friend. Oh, oh. No, mom. What? I thought you were done. I, I love you, mom, but this is our Carol sh- is what? everywhere today. Hi, this is Barry Boswick, and you're watching, listening to Zach and Dustin on uh, whatever the hell the name of their show is. Hi, Duke. Oh, listen, I just wanted to say goodbye and remind you that the good guys always win, even in the 80s. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a four... Is it five-star rating? (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We really... Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you listen to us on Spotify, that's great, too. And you can find us on the Internet. (laughs) Don't forget to check out our website at $2LateFee.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at $2LateFeePodcast. We'll see you next time. We did it. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.